the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello this is the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader south african property industry for over 15 years In this episode we are speaking to Quabus Lampbrek, head of research and publications at Roda and Associates. We are chatting to Quabus on the latest Roda report on the South African property market, which is for the third quarter of 2021. So it's the latest. Welcome to the property pod, Quabus. Good morning, Suren. Thank you very much for for having Roda on your property pod. Quabus, the Roda report is quite an extensive publication covering both the commercial property sector as well as residential. The latest edition is about uh, 200 pages. What are some of the highlights of the report? Essentially, what are the best performing and worst performing sectors at the moment? It's quite a lot of uh, research to digest uh, with trends differing between the different property types. But I think that the general theme is that it's the recovery taking place in in most of the sectors. I mean, driving around Cape Town the last week, there seems to be a, a bit more optimism in the air. I don't know if it's the Springboks that won the All Blacks the last last weekend, or or just the COVID cases declining, or the the red, or Cape, South Africa been taking off the red list from the UK, um, or just the economy picking up. But it, it it seems to be that there's more optimism in the air. The industrial property has been the sector that's been proving very resilient during the pandemic, and it actually seems to be picking up now with with vacancies uh, having peaked in the first quarter of this year, and it's been declining since. And the vacancies are less than five percent now for industrial property, and also that supported the rental growth that that's picked up to about three percent year on year in in the third quarter of this year. And quite interesting with industrial properties, the art manufacturing still uh, is under severe pressure. I think even now with the load shedding uh, starting again, uh, that's going to put that sector under pressure. And the manufacturing production, if we look at the data from Stats of Africa, for the first seven months of the year, it's up quite a bit from last year. But if you compare it to years since 2015, it's actually been lower than that. So it shows you that the manufacturing is still under pressure, albeit it, it's recovering, and the retail sectors, as I think that surprised quite a few people this year, with a recovery taking place that side, and also logistics has been shining, and that, and that's been helping the industrial property market to to stage quite a good recovery. And interesting, I think one of the trends of the Cape Town rentals has rebounded in 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 the third quarter after after a period of declines. So, but as a whole, for for the If you look at most industrial areas in South Africa, the vacancies have declined again this year, with rental growth picking up. So it is a sector that is shining. And on the on the worst end, definitely it's the office sector. It's in a very bad space at the moment. But I think we can touch in more detail on that later. Thanks for that, Kobus. The positive sentiment that you talk about and the recovery—it's most sectors, barring office. How sustainable is this recovery? Because it's still uncertain times. You know, the, mm. you talk about a possible even third wave having an impact if it transpires in the latter part of this year. Yeah, very good question. I think it started with, with the listed sector. The, the listed property prices has, has risen about twenty percent this year, and well, but if you look at the bigger picture, it's still about ten percent below in February. 2020 levels before before the pandemic started, so there's still a lot of 
uh, growth that can happen there. But I think in terms of, as you correctly pointed out, there's still a lot of uncertainty. It will be a bumpy, bumpy road with ups and downs. And there's still uncertainty about COVID. Will, will we have a fourth wave? Will there be a fifth wave? I think if the, if the big risk is, is if there's more virus mutations like we've seen with, with the Delta variant, variant. And also the economy is not back to 2019 levels yet, although it has, has recovered quite well, well this year and, and surprised many analysts. So there is that uncertainty. But if you look at the long-term outlook for the listed property sector, I would say it's still good. There's still a lot of value in the listed market because a lot of the companies are, are trading well above below their net asset values, like 20 to 30%. But if you look at uh, some companies like Equitas, for example, which is a logistic-focused REIT, as in its, its, its share price was about at two, based in two years this week, and it's trading far above its net asset value. So there's some companies that's already doing very well, and some are still lagging behind. But I think you need to be careful at what exposure these companies have. If there's a, if, if there's a lot of office exposure, it could be more risky. And also with retail, it could also be very bumpy, the recovery, especially if we have more lockdown restrictions and things like that. So, yeah, it's going to be a bumpy recovery. But, yeah, I think we're in the down cycle now for the property market. And, and I mean, when everybody else is selling, it's, it's a good time to buy. But it's just, it, I think you need to be important. The both thing is, you know, need need to think it wind at what time you will enter the market because the down cycle could still last a few more years if you look at the, the office market. On the office market specifically, it's quite a talking point. While the report highlights the whole work from home trend being boosted by COVID-19, your report talks about the work-from-home trend possibly being a little bit exaggerated. Will the office market still be important? And maybe some insight from you on this. We believe there will always be room for, room for offices. I mean, just, just a bit less than, than it used to be. And humans need face-to-face interaction to build a company culture and morale. And, but I think for sure the, the days of working five days a week at the office, that's gone. And it's probably going to end up uh, that the flexible approach for like working for three days a week at the office that could become the norm. But for large large corporates, I would say that there will definitely still be a, quite a, a large need to to have office space. Um, uh, especially if you if you want to hold meetings, it's quite it's very difficult. And uh, I mean, if you look at Zoom fatigue taking place, and now hear that more and more. So for the large corporates, I think the offices will be more important. For the smaller companies, I mean, our own company, most of us are working we're working at home, and it's quite easy. Interesting, one of my friends told me last week that they have a very small company, only five employees, and they leased the office here at Durbanville CBD, and they canceled that lease, and they're working from home. But it's not only one person working from home. At, they're working about three to four people is working at the same home. So... Mm. You also get those kind of stories that, that, that's coming in, and those small companies are not going to go back to your office because they're saving so much money on on, on leasing cost. Um, and for example, uh, First Rand saved about, yeah, paid about 11% less for their leasing cost in the last year. So the companies are saving a lot of money, and and where they can make it work, they'll work from home. But I think the the big point is that when the COVID started, in, uh, and then everybody was writing the office sector completely that will never make a comeback. Uh, I think that's probably over-exaggerated. I think it's not going to be that bad. It's going to take a few years to recover. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 
at the moment it's looking very bad and, and probably will still for, for the next year or two. Just more on the office, I think last week's pod was also on the office and getting back to work, but how long can it take for the South African sector in particular to recover and mop up the oversupply because it's a, a combination of factors, including the slow economy. South Africa was in a recession even before COVID-19. Yeah, certain. I would say it's going to take at least a few years for for the office sector to recover. There's a, it's a the oversupply is very significant, and vacancy rates nationally for decentralized space for for grade A and B combined is about 14 to 15 percent now, and the vacancy rates will probably go up to 20 percent or, or even to 25 percent. I would say in the next year, um, as leases expire and and, ten, and tenants take less space, and it, we have a forecast currently that the market will probably bottom out in 2023 and then from 2024, vacancy rate could start to improve more. And, and that's considering that economic growth will pick up and higher business confidence will encourage companies to you know to expand and, and new companies to start. So it's very much dependent on the economic outlook. And I think also important point for the long-term outlook for the sector is that not a lot of offices is, is being constructed currently. Mm. And there's also conversions that, that's going to take uh, place. You read more and more about it uh, in, in the papers. But it's, it's something that happens slowly. So this is something that's going to play out over throughout the long term. I think important point also regarding property, it's not something uh, like, like, a, like a consumable product that you can easily mop up or, or eat up like say apples <laughs> um, it's a property is something it's a building and it stands there and it's, and it's, a, it's a physical asset and it will take quite a while to, to mop up this oversupply Besides Santin, everybody knows or it's well reported about Santin roughly not just the A but B grade together reportedly around 20% vacancies I see the Cape Town CBD, according to your report, is also over 20%. Maybe you want to comment on that, but before you go ahead, what about Durban? I see there's no mention of vacancies uh, in the latest report on the Durban market, and I think historically it had one of the highest, uh, particularly the CBD. Yeah, good point about Durban. The Durban CBD has been struggling even even before COVID came along. Uh, we didn't get data this quarter of in terms of vacancy rates for Devon CBD. But I looked at the supplier data and, and, the, and the average vacancy was at 26% for grade A and B uh, space. So that, that's that's higher than all the other CBDs. So it, it's under significant um, pressure. The CBDs in generally, general, it's uh, I would say is, is under pressure Johannesburg as well. And, and Cape Town CBD was... Historically, the one that has done a, a lot better than the others, but since the pandemic had seen a sharp increase in its vacancy rates to almost 20%, it was 11% just before the pandemic started. But actually, most of Cape Town is under pressure. I don't think it's really the CBD only. The office market, it's, it's hard to pinpoint any note why specifically there's been an increase in vacancy because it's been a general theme with most vacancies go, going up. And there's actually very few... Nodes in South Africa where you can say the vacancy rate is less than 10% or close to 10%. The general theme has been companies, office companies, uh, cancelling their leases and taking up less space. And and the office market, we've seen the, our, our service shows that the office rentals are down about 6% in the third quarter of this mm. year compared to last year. I think if you consider some of the steep discounts that we've been hearing of from the brokers and from the REITs, 
the, the rental reversion rates has been more than 20% for some companies. And importantly, the, the rental data we provide is market rentals. Well, so for the, the retail report that the, that the rental reversion rate was negative 20%, but that is on the escalated contract on escalated contract rentals that's increased about 7.8% per year. So what happens is if the lease comes to an end and a new lease needs to be signed, they revert to the current market rentals that's in the market or what's provided by us. And that figure is usually a lot lower than that escalated rental. And that's why you're getting these uh, these large reversions. And that's something that's still going to occur in the next year or so um, as these leases come up for, for renewal. And, and I mean, that's going to put pressure on the bottom line bottom line of, of, the, of the companies. Well, on that, I know GrowthPoint uh, highlighted some of those issues in its last results. And I'm sure the sector will be looking at Redefine as a as a big diversified fund, but it also has quite a big uh, office portfolio, and their results are coming out in, in November. Before you go, Quabus, just as a concluding note, on the residential side, you cite FNB's house price index showing a slowing growth in September. What are your thoughts uh, on the or rather the expectations of interest rate hikes i know it's becoming a hot topic it seems in the last few weeks there's a lot more discussion some people thought you know we won't have hikes this year but now there's talk of a possibility of hikes and on mm. residential you might want to add some comments around flat rentals from your report okay so it's part of the housing market so Surin, it's been quite a solid performance by by the housing market because of the low interest rates we've had since the pandemic. But but let's just stand back a bit. We remember last year when we had the hard lockdown, we we, we saw the deeds office close because of COVID cases. There was a lot of delays in in processing transactions. So then we had that big bounce in, in the second half of last year, and that's that's really when the market was very hot. And and since then it's been been cooling and cooling. Although the house prices are still growing percent the last few months, so it's still solid, solid house price. Look, it's, it's it's less than inflation, but it's still holding up quite well. But I think if the big case will come now when when interest rates start to increase, what we've been seeing in, in the national media is a lot of countries have started to lift the the interest rates, like South Korea. Um, Brazil has done it two times already, and and they've got very high inflation. While New Zealand lifted their interest rate last week. So there's more and more of these uh, stories coming through. Everybody I mean, is watching America, and, and they might also increase interest rates uh, next year. We think late next year. So if all of those countries lift interest rates, we also need to need to increase our interest rates to attract that, that much needed capital. So I think the big thing is that it's getting closer. And if you if you want to buy a property, you need to consider that because if we see quite a few interest rate hikes, there's going to be Pressure, pressure to to pay mm. back the mortgages, but it depends on how far the interest rate increase. Because the, I think the baseline scenario from from Rura is that interest rates could go up to about eighty nine percent over the next few years. But if you look at a negative type scenario, the the interest rates could rise to about ten percent, and that is if we have a fiscal crisis or inflation and running out of control. Because inflation is one of the hot topics internationally now because of all the shortages taking place because of COVID. 
So so that's definitely something to watch out for. But in terms of the housing market, the affordable market has, has looked a lot better with, with price growth above inflation. You look at house prices, price less than 700,000 rand. They've been performing well. But, but all segments have really been doing well. And I think the big test will now come, come next year when interest rates start to rise or later this year. Can I put you uh, on the spot there? Uh, what's your expectations? Nothing in November, but uh, increases in the new year. It's very difficult. I could I could see one one eye gap in November, especially if inflation surprises mm. on on the upside. But I think the point is, higher hikes are coming, and I think if, if interest rates increase by zero point two five percent, it's not going to impact the market too much. But if there's a, a quite a few hikes happening, that's going to be when the when the problem starts. In terms of the, uh, I still wanted to mention something about the flats market. The rental growth has st- stabilized. Uh, which is a good thing. Yeah, so flat vacancy peaked at 13% in the fourth quarter of last year and have, have improved since then. So that's probably helped rentals to stabilize. But I mean, so the, the tenants are still struggling to financially with this, with job losses mm. uh, coming in and, and they're struggling to pay a deposit of two months, or even one and a half months. And the interesting, uh, according to PayProp, one out of five tenants are still in arrears. So I think the sustainability of the recovery in flats, it's going to be a hard one, but it's definitely possible. But the flat vacancies are still well above the long-term average of, of 5%. So so there's still a lot of room to recover, um, but it's going to take time as well. Quabus, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. That was Quabus Lankbrek, Head of Research and Publications at Rueda & Associates. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.